Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Are you interested in how to make love last? Would you like to know if your relationship is going to stand the test of time? Then you'll be very interested to know what one relationship researcher has found to be the number one predictor of relationship life or death with an accuracy rate of 91%. And I know it works because it's the tool I use when I first meet a couple that wants my help. In today's show, I'll be talking about how your love story forecasts the triumph or tragedy of your relationship and how you can give yourself an easy one-question test to see if you have a good chance at succeeding in having a lifetime of love. If you've ever wanted to know with a high degree of certainty whether or not your relationship is on the path to sustained success, then listen as I share with you the number one predictor of your relationship's success or failure. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you back to another episode of Create You. Thanks for joining me on this first week of February. And I just thought since we're celebrating Valentine's Day this month, and because I field more questions about love and relationships than almost any other topic in my coaching practice, I thought it good to spend the month of February focused on relationships and relationship strategies. I love talking about relationships, uh, basically because I have such a successful one in my own life. I've been with my wife, Lisa, for 20 plus years. In fact, we talked about our relationship on episode 30 of the podcast. If you want to go back into the archives and check it out, go to jeremyflag.com slash podcast, and you can find episode 30 on the list. Go check it out. Um, and I just love the extension I'm able to give others of their own love and the handles and the strategies and the tools that are necessary to help their love last and succeed on levels that they never even knew were possible. And I, I really, really, really enjoy helping to save marriages and families and keep them intact. And uh, man, I just love helping people with their relationships. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this month. And today we're going to be talking about the number one predictor of your relationship's success or failure, the number one predictor. And I got to tell you, it's so obvious once you understand it that you'll be able to catch yourself and those around you in this after I've enlightened you to it today. But first, why are we even talking about this? Why do we need to know what's a predictor of success or failure in relationships? Well, then the question I'd ask back is, why are we not talking about this? Because so many relationships are struggling to really thrive today and really succeed. And many of them are ending in separation and divorce. And that that seems, uh, you know, imperative, at least right now, that we have a dialogue, that we at least have a dialogue about what it means to be successful, what it means to fail in a relationship. What does a functional relationship look like? What does a dysfunctional relationship look like? You can't just call things dysfunctional without first knowing what function looks like. And we're going to be spending our month talking about things like that. But today we're going to spend our time talking about the number one predictor of success or failure. But first, I'm going to give you a story about me. I grew up in a house that was pretty unhappy. My mom and dad experienced problems in their marriage just a couple years in, and they didn't really resolve any of them. Instead, 
They kept ignoring the issues that were facing them, and they attempted to press on, even though neither of them was getting their needs met. Now, I don't have to tell you that that's not exactly a recipe for a thriving marriage. And the thing is, if they had known the truth of what I'm sharing with you today, then they would have known that they were predicting their own relationship failure for years before it would become a fact. Now, I don't remember much about my parents' love story because I don't recall ever having heard it very often. When I did, I just remember my mother recounting their wedding day and how the photographer screwed up the exposure on the film and then they had to come back the next day to take photos since there were none. And, uh, you know, how, you know, there was this uncomfortable thing going on with one of the bridesmaid dresses and my dad's family was really tense and they weren't that supportive. And there were a few other miscellaneous things that added up to a day that was better left in the past and not talked about very often. I recall, even as I was growing up, thinking that this was not how I wanted things to be for me one day and that I would not want my stories to be full of what was going wrong. And that, my friends, is actually the key. According to Dr. John Gottman's relationship research work, he and his team can predict with 91% accuracy whether or not a couple will stay married for life or get divorced just by observing their answer to this one simple question. And the question is this. What's the story of how you met and how you fell in love? What's your relationship history? And it seems that any couple's story of us or their love story is the key indicator in their success or failure. In fact, he even says in the first five minutes, he knows with 91% accuracy whether or not we have success or failure on our hands. Why? Because it's really simple. If one or both spouses recount a story that paints the other in a forgiving light, and one that is full of gratitude for having met and partnered with that person, and one who and a story that has them glorifying their struggles and going through things together and being a team, then there's a high chance that they'll have long-lasting success. But if one or both spouses give a story that paints the other as a flawed human being, as a flawed character with lots of unfavorable circumstances and negative experiences that surrounded their partnership, then there's a strong chance that their relationship is heading for disaster. In my parents' case, it was definitely true. Their story indicated that they had written one another into stories that were negative and unfavorable towards one another, and then they both eventually believed that they were better off apart than they were together. They got divorced after 25 years of marriage, which, by the way, should be an indicator that the amount of years that someone has spent together doesn't necessarily indicate that they're happy or that they're thriving, or that things are going well. I mean, just because you're celebrating someone's 40th or 50th wedding anniversary doesn't mean that you're celebrating a marriage that should be duplicated or replicated in any way or modeled in any way. Uh, and I just wanted to throw that in there because the reality of it is a lot of us think that you know the age of a, of a person is an indicator of their wisdom or that the uh, longevity of a relationship is an indicator of its success. But that's really not true. Fulfillment is, is a much deeper art than that. And it's not just about making it to how many years get clocked off on the counter. It's much deeper and it's, it's, it's much different than just having a bunch of years together. I hope you can agree with me on that because the stories that we're talking about here are all about focus. And I don't want you to get too focused on numbers 
but the stories are all about fo- focus. And what we choose to focus on in a very large part determines our feelings toward our partners and how we're feeling towards them will influence the actions we take to make things better or to point out things that are going wrong. The more we criticize, the more we complain, the more we correct one another, and the more out of touch we become, and then we lose connection and get so distant that we feel unsupported and we feel unloved. And the thing is, when we feel that way, then the story just gets more fuel in our minds, and it becomes even stronger as a frame of reference for our relationship. If we're not careful, the story will metastasize into a cancer that erodes our love from the inside out and leaves us no hope for healing what's going wrong. But here's some good news, friends. The good news is, just like you can change the story of your life, just like you can change the story that your life is telling, you can change your love story. And here are four simple ways to change that love story and make it a triumph instead of a tragedy. Number one, increase your appreciation for one another. Just increase the appreciation. Usually when a couple comes to me for help, in addition to listening to their story, of course, which is the first thing I asked them to tell me, I asked them to come up with at least three things that they appreciate about their partner. You'd be surprised how difficult this exercise can be for some, especially if the story you're so used to telling yourself about your spouse is a negative one and you're continually focused on what's going wrong. Shift your focus today. Shift it quickly just by becoming grateful for who they really are instead of wishing they were someone else. Number one, increase your appreciation. Number two, make the shift from me to we. When couples get stuck, it's because they're focused on how everything is making them feel instead of putting their efforts into solving the problems that present themselves and working on them together as a team. Happy couples have a deep sense that they are in this thing together, that they are on this journey and on this path together, and together there's nothing that can stop them. But if they're not shifted from me to we, then they'll be focused on themselves and how they feel and how things are making them feel and how the other partner is making them feel or what they're not doing that could make them feel better. You get the point. When we are sh- when we are self-focused, and we are focused on on me instead of we, then we are not in a team you know, formation. When we're in a team formation, then nothing can stop us. So shifting from me to we means everything in a successful relationship because you want to have that team mentality if you want to have a winning formula. So number one, increase your appreciation. Number two, make the shift from me to we if you want to change that story. Number three, spend more time together. This sounds super simple and like a big duh. Jeremy, why would you even say that? Uh, Because here's a simple reason why I would say that. I just read a recent survey, just a, a really recent one. I think it was a 2012 survey. Recent survey that found that couples with school aged children, that would put me in this category, only spent an average of 35 minutes in conversation with one another during the course of a week. In a seven-day period of time, they only talked for 35 minutes. That's crazy-making. 35 minutes. 
that's not enough time to even catch up on all the happenings uh, of what's going on in the house. And that's probably what the conversation was about. Hey, are you picking up so-and-so from soccer practice? Hey, are you getting them from dance recital? Hey, are you taking them over here? That's probably all that 35 minutes was. It wasn't even anything that mattered. You know, if you want to achieve a long-lasting and successful relationship, then you're going to have to prioritize how much time you're willing to give your partner. It's really that simple. Lisa and I have a regular date night that we intentionally placed in our relationship since our first child, Emily, was born over 11 years ago. We saw so many couples growing apart after they had children that we did not want to be one of them. So if you want a love that lasts, you're going to have to put time Put time with your spouse on your schedule. Make it a priority. If you don't, it just won't happen because life will get in the way and you'll get busy doing other things and you'll find other excuses to not spend time together. Simple as that. If you want to change that love story into something that looks like a triumph instead of a tragedy, you got to spend more time together so that you can bond and shift from me to we, right? So, number one, increase your appreciation for one another. Make the shift from me to we is number two. Number three, spend more time together. And number four, have deep conversations. Deep conversations. Happy couples do, other, do things differently than unhappy couples. Happy couples share a bond that cannot easily be broken because they care enough to have deep conversations about what really matters to each of them. Questions about what they value, what they believe, how they make decisions, and why they think the way they do are essential to creating a map of one another's worlds. The more you understand your spouse, then the more you can appreciate where they're coming from. And the more you can appreciate where they're coming from, then the more empathy you'll exhibit in your interactions with them. The greater empathy you have usually begets better outcomes and fewer disagreements and conflicts. So get to talking. March right past how's the weather and right into what really matters. To give you an example, on our date night last weekend, Lisa and I were driving and we had a long drive to the restaurant we were going to, about 30 minutes. And I asked her if she had heard Macklemore's new eight and a half minute song about white privilege that I heard that week, last week. And she said no. So we listened to it together in the car. And then we had a long discussion over dinner about racism in America and in our world and what we can each do better to treat others in our own world and our own communities and our own families and how we could best communicate to our children what's important about what we believe, about treating others you know better than you know with equal you know rights and and with equal privileges and understanding what it means to you know in America to say something like white privilege and and what it means you know in the black communities when when you know we're, we get off on a better you know head start than they do something because of the skin color um, and you may not agree with me on that but that's one of the conversations that we were having we were having a very deep conversation and that creates a really strong connection. See, whether or not we agree doesn't really matter. I mean, we can disagree because we can, you know, talk and persuade one another to our opinion and our belief about the situation. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to know more about each other. And it fascinates us to find out how we think about things and why we arrived at certain conclusions and opinions. Because deep conversations create stronger connections. 
Simple as that. So let's review one more time. These are four things you can do to start changing that love story, change that story of us, because it's that key indicator. It's that number one predictor of your success or failure. If you want to change it into something that looks more like a triumph instead of a tragedy, then number one, increase your appreciation for your spouse. Come up with some things that you appreciate about your partner. Number two, make the shift from me to we. Shift from being a lone wolf to being a team player. Number three, spend more time together. It's not rocket science, but you have to prioritize the time on your schedule that you're giving to your spouse because quality time cannot be substituted. Time is a resource that we only get to spend once, so spend it wisely. And number four, have deep conversations. Don't make time to spend together and then talk about the weather or talk about a television show that was you know, on when you left the house. Come on. Get serious now. Let's have some deep conversations. Let's find out what makes each other tick, and let's get deeper into each other's souls and really connect at a deep level. You know, couples that create a love that lasts have better love stories. They emphasize the positives in their partners, and they minimize their faults. If you want to have a successful relationship that lasts a lifetime, then inspect your story. You can try this out for yourself by simply asking a friend who's heard your story for some feedback, or you could even ask a friend uh, just to ask you the question, you know, hey, tell me about your history, tell me about your story, and then let them listen to you. Let them listen to how you tell it. Maybe you could ask them the same question. You could listen to their story, and you guys could exchange feedback on what you heard in one another's stories and what might be causing you trouble and what might be elevating uh, the way you see your spouse. Because in relationships, just like in your life, when you change your story, you change everything. You literally change everything. Hey, come on over to jeremyflag.com slash episode 41 to share with me how this episode affected your view on relationships in the comments section. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please share it with all your friends on social media. Tell some people about it that you know could really use it. I'm going to be bringing you lots of breakthrough relationship strategies on the podcast this month, so be sure if you're here for the first time that you subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to make sure you never miss an episode. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm looking forward to coming back at you Thursday with some more great relationship tips. Have a breakthrough day, friends, and I'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says please rate and review the show in iTunes. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag CreateU. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on CreateU and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life-changing episode. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go 
and create you.